It's time to take a journey to find your courage, break through your limits, and master your destiny. It's time for Ken D. Foster's Voices of Courage. Ken brings you some of the most courageous people on the planet that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. It's time to see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. It's time for Voices of Courage. And here's your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome to Voices of Courage, and I'm your host, Ken D. Foster. You know, the typical boss in the early 1900s liked to see fear in the faces of employees. By the 19, uh, mid-1900s, that same boss had probably lightened up just a bit on the workers, right? They were focusing instead on building up a power base. Fast forward to today's corporate climate. And the forced march to disgrace some of America's most celebrated executives who, uh, who leave behind ruined companies, disillusioned empl- uh, employees, and shell-shocked investors. Hardly the stuff of progress. Well, listen, organizations worldwide are going through change right now. And it's, uh, change is normal. It's, it's inevitable, right? Especially with the massive amounts of change we have right now that is coming in from uh, technology all around the world. Uh, it does create for uh, turbulent markets and uh, more demand from shareholders, uh, more discerning customers, and, uh, you know, as technology changes. Um, so how do we deal with all this? Well, here's how I've been thinking this through, right? And in the, uh, in the early 1900s, we really had a hierarchical structure. They had the CEO at the top. You had the CEFO, CFO under him. You had, you had the managers under them. You had the, you know, the production managers, sales managers, you know, all the, all the uh, it was hierarchy in nature. And, you know, so it's like, you know, the top-down management style, right? And uh, what I say goes, no matter what. Well, you know, that worked for a while. We were treating everybody as mechanical machines. And uh, that doesn't really necessarily work, especially with the millennials coming in in the marketplace, where they've had a lot of, uh, their families have had a lot of success. They are children that are used to being uh, in a place where choices are and creating their own destinies. So we have organizations that uh, still have some top-down structures that are really not working. So what I suggest is this. And uh, I believe that this is happening in, in few companies today and many more in the future. We need to have, we need to actually just flatten the hierarchical curve completely. You may still have the uh, management in the center, okay, of this. But if you think of a, if you think of a circle with waves going out, um, we have management in the center and then we have uh, different de- uh, different uh, departments going out. But one of the things that we have that's different than the hierarchical structure is everything is connected. Every one of us is connected. What uh, is happening in human resources, if they're treating people improperly or not hiring the right people in the HR, right, that's impacting the whole organization. But instead of walking in and saying, okay, now we need to fire the human resource director, what smart companies are doing is they're looking at training, coaching, consulting to help the human resource department to really change, right? So this is happening in all stages of society. And if your company's not doing it, what's happening for you is that eventually 
you'll probably be out of business. In fact, I know our uh, guest coming up on the show has some statistics around how many companies are going to survive in the next five years if they don't change to a flat uh, a flat uh, based system instead of a hierarchical based system. So, you know, as a leader, you have a requirement, I believe, we all do, to, uh, to empower others around us, right? And if you're not empowering others around you, it just means that you're not empowered. You're not a bad person. You're not somebody that uh, needs to go do another job particularly, but you are somebody that needs to learn how to empower yourself. So how do we empower ourselves as leaders? Well, I think there's some basics that we need to really know. You know, I know when I was in corporate America, and um, I was there for about 12 years. I was a security principal, stockbroker, arbitrator for the NASD. Uh, when I left uh, corporate America, just before I left, I was uh, running a $100 million organization that I had helped start from scratch. And um, we had a lot of challenges in leadership. And I was still in the mindset that uh, what I say went, and it was really not working. In fact, it got me in a lot of trouble with the organization. So I learned at that time that, you know, flexibility is like the key, especially it's, it's like if you're not flexible in business today, there's 10 people that'll come in and it'll be flexible for you. And the other part is compassion. You know, that's something we don't talk much about in business management settings, um, but it's a word that really needs to be looked at. Because when we understand that we're all connected, all right, you know, maybe I had a bad day. Are you going to sit there and judge me and criticize me and put me down and put a, you know, some kind of report on me because I'm having a bad day? Are you going to have some compassion, understanding, and maybe be able to connect with me in a way that empowers me and empowers you? I say that that's what we need in business. I hope you're agreeing with me. And if you are, please uh, give us a like on Facebook. Or also, you can go to VoicesOfCourage.us and give us a like there, VoicesOfCourage.us. You can also download all of our shows, our past, past shows, with some amazing entrepreneurs and wisdom that will actually blow your mind. So I hope you'll, you'll consider doing that. All right, so got it? Flexibility, compassion, everybody is connected. So also, we have this thing in corporate America called performance, uh, quotas, uh, performance um, uh, analysis. We're always analyzing performance, right? But where does performance really come from? Has anybody stopped to think that? Because real performance comes from values, if we value the organization highly, if we value ourselves highly, if we look and we say to ourselves, you know, I really love to do accounting. Let's say you're, you're an accountant. You wake up for breakfast. You wanna, you, you're thinking numbers, right? If you're doing what you love, that's awesome because you're probably valuing yourself at a high level. But if you've, let's say you've gone to school, and I, I have a client that I'm working with right now who went to school for eight years to become a pharmacist, right? And, you know, a lot of that had to do with um, uh, drive that was created through her parents, through society, of what she should do. So she's, you know, she's waking up now going, wow, you know what? This isn't for me. I, I, I'm not that person, right? And, of course, we do change over time. I, I granted she's changed her, her thoughts and her values. But, you know, if your values aren't aligned with what you're doing, then what happens is you've got to move out of it. So if you're an employer, um, I'm going to give you two questions that I use uh, 
to hire everybody. And I've used them for years and years. And I teach them to anybody that wants to uh, build a values-based organization. The first question is this. What about success is important to you? So while I'm interviewing somebody, I'll get all the, reg- the, the information that we normally do when we interview someone. But then I ask them, what about success is important to you? And I'm listening for their values. I'm listening to hear what uh, what they value. Well, about, you know, some of them will say to me, you know, uh, that success is important to them, that uh, they uh, have the money to raise their family. Or some of them might say, it's important to me to have time to uh, uh, meditate. I, I value meditation or I value uh, adventure. I value uh, love. I value um, uh, money. Okay, So you want to listen, know their values. But then I ask them a little deeper question. I say, what about life is important to you? And I want to know that because I want to know, again, what their values are. Now, why do I want to know this? If I'm an employer, I want to know if I'm hiring the right person for the position. If they have all the skill sets and there's five people that, uh, uh, that, are, that are equally skilled, I'm going to always hire the person that their values align with my organization before I hire anybody else, right? The other thing is, I want to know what's important to that individual because I'm there to help that individual grow and develop and evolve as a human being. And I think if we think of that in terms of leadership in our organizations, then that's a place where people can start to connect to us in a different level. I know that um, uh, the company WD-40 here in San Diego, I happened to meet the uh, CEO recently and he uh, had been the, with the company when they're at two hundred fifty million dollars, and now they're at uh, several billion dollars. I think it was four billion dollars. How did that happen? Well, he said one of the key strategies that we incre- strategy and values that we put into our organization is that we got rid of the concept of team and we put in the concept of tribe. So, if you think about a tribe, uh, think about the uh, Native Americans. They've been together for years and years and years. Why are they together as a tribe? Because they have the same values. They help each other. They're there for each other. They understand that everybody's connected. One, uh, What happens in one person you know, happens to everybody. They don't necessarily oust anybody out of, the, out of the tribe unless it's really a situation that all the elders can't help them with, right? So they started using that concept, and as a direct result of that, people started uh, the turnover, I think, of the company when I uh, it was it it's minimal, right? It's just minimal at that company. Um, most organizations that I've worked with in the past, and of course, I'm a business strategist and a business coach, so I they don't come to me all the time when everything is on fire and working great. They come to me when they got problems, but I would say almost all of them had turnover problems. So if you're turning over employees, that's so costly. And if you want to solve that problem, there are steps that we're talking about today that can actually solve those issues for you. So I hope you're liking our show. If you are, give us some likes on Facebook. Again, see us on VoicesOfCourage.us. And I want to let you know I have a very special guest coming in studio here in just a moment. Her name is Jennifer Campbell. She's a global business strategist. She's worked with the top companies in uh America and, uh, and abroad, such as Hewlett Packard and Ford Motor Company, uh, companies like that. Anyway, she'll be right up. She's going to give us some insights on how to 
develop managers and leaders for the next generation. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Attention business owners. The feeling of being overwhelmed, stressed out, and facing difficult business challenges goes hand-in-hand with being an entrepreneur. But there are solutions, and it's time to explore the possibilities. You work hard as an entrepreneur. Give yourself the break you deserve. Ken D. Foster is the business coach for you. Ken has over 21 years of experience with leaders just like you, who trust to share what is truly going on in their business and that thing called life. You're invited to set up a free confidential consultation with Ken. His wisdom, guided methods, and unique strategies will bring you to new heights and breakthrough obstacles. Visit KenDFoster.com to set up your free confidential consultation. It's time to achieve your dreams because you deserve a successful business and a balanced, happy life. Sound great? Find out how to make this happen. Visit KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. Would you like to help someone in need? Need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields, equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at starsofcourage.org. That's starsofcourage.org. We're back with Voices of Courage. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome back. This is Ken D. Foster. I'm your host for Voices of Courage. Today, we're talking about the courage to revolutionize leadership. And if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner and or a manager and you're a person that's not getting effective uh, results from your leadership team then stay tuned because I have the person that knows how to do that for you her name is Jennifer Campbell and Jennifer is a senior change and management expert she's a leadership and organizational development professional and an executive and relationship systems coach with over 20 years of worldwide professional experience in fortune global 500 corporations such as ford motor company hewlett-packard and royal phillips and uh, telstra corporation just to name a few jennifer welcome to the show Hi, Ken. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. I feel honored to be here. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to our conversation and also to, yeah, give value to your listeners, especially the leaders out there for the topic that we have today. So thanks so much. Well, listen, I want to jump right into it. So what's wrong with the current change in leadership approaches and uh, why do we need to transform this in our companies? Right, right. So why do we need to revolutionize things? Um, Thanks for that opening question. Um, Let's get to the meat of it because there are two things happening, two big things. One is in the average leader environment and for a leader himself or herself. And when you look at the environment, the way we set up our change management 
is no longer working. And why is it no longer working? Is because our environments have changed. When you look at the economy, when you look at all the developments, when you look at technology and innovation, the environment in which we lead and which we run our businesses has changed dramatically. And that means that we have much more change. We have much more demands in terms of having to work together with other businesses to serve customers who are very savvy compared to where they were before. So it's a whole different ballgame out there. You know, not, not, only, not only are they more savvy, they have a lot more choices. And, you know, it seems Ooh. like, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, when I, when I search for something, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking on the Internet. I've got a lot of different choices now, right? So there's a lot more the competition right. is heated up. Yeah, so it's much easier for you as uh, from a role of customer, if you are a customer, um, to find information about what you want to buy, where you want to buy it. There's all these reviews and measures in terms of where companies rank in terms of their services and their product levels. And so, yeah, customers know a lot more than they did before. And so they want to search out the best companies for what they want to buy. And that doesn't make the game any easier when you then want to change, when you want to steer your organization in a direction that's going to help it grow and evolve um, because we are stuck in the old way of changing. I, I think that's right. And I know there's, uh, you know, what, let me just ask you, what, uh, you know, let's say a company innovates a change, what percentage mm -hmm. of that seems to stick these days? Well, what you see, there's different ways to look at it. One is there's more change and 70% of companies go at it the traditional way. And so if you're a leader and um, you're used to changing your organization in a particular way, then it's a traditional one. Unfortunately, that traditional one doesn't fit the environmental events that we just talked about. So the way you are innovating, the way you are changing, no longer fits the speed and complexity that you have out there. Then you can also look at um, how well are we equipped as leaders to actually make change a success. And uh, studies show that that same percentage, 70% of change projects fail. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, we're not getting any better at it. And so when you can do the math, if there's more change and we stay at the same percentage of changes failing, there's a whole lot of more failing going on. There and is. Then, I th does, that, does, that con does that switch over to companies too? Like, I, I, you know, it seems like a lot of new companies are, are sure starting up in the United States. I mean, we got, you've got yes. thousands of new companies every, every year. How, what percentage of those are staying in business after a period of time? Well, what happens is, and, and I love that you asked me that question, because I just looked at the numbers again to see what the situation is in the U.S. And the average company will die within the upcoming five years, and the percentage of that is 32. So that wow. means that one in three companies will no longer exist in the upcoming five years. The average age of a company is 30 years now, and a couple of decades ago, that used to be set 60 to 70 years. So companies have a long 
have a, uh, have a shorter lifespan and they need to fight in order to survive, let alone thrive. And so that's why we're talking about how can you flip that around? What can you do if you are in a leadership role and you want your organization to last and live longer? So you got to change your ways. You do have to change your ways. And I'll bet you there's a lot of leaders or uh, executives, uh, entrepreneurs listening to this thinking, you know, I kind of stay up at night thinking about this stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so what's the day-to-day reality for leaders these days? Well, I, there's so many things that I get when I talk to my clients, especially when we're sitting one-on-one and I'm coaching them and the door is closed. Then they tell me, Jennifer, I can't sleep at night because I've invested so much in IT systems, in process optimization methods, in customer experience this, in expensive consultant here and there. And I'm not even sure if all that's going to help me be successful. So what do I do now? I put in so many hours. I hardly see my family. I don't know if I have the right leadership team. We are not even aligned yet in terms of what needs to happen. Um, I feel that things are so complex now. I'm starting to lose control, and I don't know if my own leadership style is helping me to pull this off. So what do I do now to make change a success? How do I lead change successfully in my company? That's a so really those good are the question. Things. Yeah. Yeah. So how do they lead that change? That, that, how, do they, how do they lead with that? Yeah. So that's, that's the question. And, um, you know, I've been in the change business for two and a half decades and I've seen every kind of change in business that you can possibly imagine. And in those years, what I noticed, regardless of uh, country, change size, um, industry, there's a few things that the number one leaders, the 1% leaders who are successful over and over again in implementing change, even in these turbulent times we have now, Follow a couple of rules, and I'm going to share them with you today. I'd love to hear them. Go ahead. And once you apply them, once you apply them, you'll have a lighter job to do as a leader than you did before. And so, yeah, let's dive into them. Let's let's dive into them. If if I can get more sleep as a leader, awesome. (laughs) Let's do it. Exactly. Awesome. Well, you'll be joining Uh, a number of my clients who made that jump before you. And I'm inviting you to jump into this as well. But I do want you to understand we're talking about revolutionizing. So it's different. It's different from what you know. Okay. And rule number one is called see the system first. See the system. Now, what do I mean by that? There is a way that we look at our organizations and the way that we treat our organizations that's outdated. And it comes way back from the industrial age where we started working with machines. And so we shape our organizations like machines. Mm -hmm. We draw our little uh, company structures and we organize everything and everything is 
a resource. Everything is top down. Mm -hmm. Everything is hierarchy based mm -hmm. um, to create as much stability as we probably possibly can. And even the word management means to manage the status quo, to keep things as they are. Mm. And so employees know who their boss is, what they're supposed to be doing, when they're supposed to be working, and what's so, in and out. So is that, is that model no longer viable in today's marketplace? Um, it is rapidly decreasing. What you see in modern organizations is that this approach of seeing and working with your organization no longer gives you the, the adaptability and the flexibility that your environment, your organization environment requires. And so you need to move away from the machine model. I get you it. need to move towards something different and it's called the network. Okay. Or Jennifer, before we get to the network, because I want to I want my listeners to hear this, um, we're gonna take a break, but real quick, okay. how do people get a hold of you real quick? Oh, that's easy. It's jennifercampbell.com. And for the listeners to today's show, I have a special presentation, a special masterclass that I want to share. And you can watch that, jennifercampbell.com forward slash masterclass. Okay. So looking well, forward listen, to um, th Thanks, Jen. And I, you know, you'll be on the next segment. So listen, coming right up, we're going to be talking about those rules leaders should follow to make change a success. So yes. we'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. The dog days are over. Would you like to help someone in need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields, equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at starsofcourage.org. That's starsofcourage.org. Attention business owners, the feeling of being overwhelmed, stressed out, and facing difficult business challenges goes hand in hand with being an entrepreneur. But there are solutions, and it's time to explore the possibilities. You work hard as an entrepreneur. Give yourself the break you deserve. Ken D. Foster is the business coach for you. Ken has over 21 years of experience with leaders just like you, who trust to share what is truly going on in their business and that thing called life. You're invited to set up a free confidential consultation with Ken. His wisdom, guided methods, and unique strategies will bring you to new heights and breakthrough obstacles. Visit KenDFoster.com to set up your free confidential consultation. It's time to achieve your dreams because you deserve a successful business and a balanced, happy life. Sound great? Find out how to make this happen. Visit KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. We're back with Voices of Courage. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. The dog days are over. The dog days are done. Well, welcome back. I want to let you know that Voices of Courage is being brought to you by Women's Wisdom, Women Empowering Women and Friendship in Business. And they are San Diego's premier networking relationship building group for purpose-driven and soul-inspired 
female entrepreneurs. You can find them at womenswisdom.net. That's www.womenswisdom.net. Wow, we have an exciting show today. If you're a leader and you're someone that wants to take your leadership skills to a completely new level, I have the go-to person uh, today on my call. Her name is Jennifer Campbell. She's in the Netherlands. She is an international uh, change management specialist, system specialist. And we're talking today about how the, some of the rules leaders should follow to make change a success in the organization. Jennifer, welcome back to this segment. Thank you, Ken. And um, yeah, just before the break, we were wrapping up rule number one, and we have after that two more to go. Um, shall I just do a sentence or two about that rule and then yeah, move let's, on let's to the do next that. one? Let's do that. Rule, rule one real quick again for the, those that are just tuning in. Yeah. So rule number one is, and it's radically different, leave the machine paradigm. Don't look at your company as a machine anymore and move towards the network. See your organization as a network of relationships that is adaptable, that is flexible, that functions like an organism that can adapt and change towards its environment. And look for patterns. Don't look at the individual so much. Look at the patterns. How does my company move? How do, what does it need? And it will point you in the right direction of what needs to change. That's really so that's good because I think, I think even in that, uh, you know, as we're discussing that, um, you know, we have to ask new questions. That's what I hear you asking. New yeah. questions in the organization that a lot of times the current leadership isn't thinking in that way, which is, of course, why they bring you no. in to, uh, to do that, right? That's right. I invite leaders to look at it differently ask questions instead of assume answers mm -hmm. because when you assume answers from your own perspective or you bring in consultants who tell you how you should solve problems then you overstep the innate ability of your organization to solve problems okay and then it doesn't work it doesn't work so listen the old model is i lead i control i tell you what to do when to do it how to do it and, you know, how's that working in this, uh, in, in this world? <laughs> well, um, I'm glad you mentioned that because this is really closely tied to rule number two. And rule number two is share the space. Mm. And that is also a shift from the old to the new. In the old way, as a leader, you know it all. You need to tell everyone what to do. It's all about you. And you can no longer tackle that complexity. Your perspective as a leader is one of the many perspectives that are in your organization. And it's impossible with all that complex change going on that you know all the answers. No matter what you do, you're never gonna have the full picture. And so what's important in this rule number two, what called share the space, is that you interact with others in your organization in such a way that you can really hear their answers when you start asking these questions that come from rule number one that we just discussed. You know, I, so, think, I think that's really good. I think a lot of organizations are starting to implement that. Um, where do they get stuck when they're trying to share the space? What, what happens there? 
Um, well, you know, the old hierarchy comes in again. Mm -hmm. um, people from when they get asked a question by their leader, they're afraid that there's going to be consequences. Um, if you're going to be too opinionated in the old model, you would be labeled as resistant and maybe you need to be punished for venting your opinion about what's going on uh, and what's not working in the organization. So it's up to you as a leader to also create the safety for your people to actually open up and share with you what they experience, for example, when they are frontline employees and they interact with your customers and the customers give feedback. And they also understand that there's something not quite right. And usually they know what needs to change. Yeah. And so here it's about sharing the space and creating the safety for people to actually have that conversation together with you and others in the organization. Because yeah. what will then happen is there will be more ownership of making progress, ownership of we're all moving together towards a place where we work better, where we can serve our customers better. That's good. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Jennifer Campbell. Jennifer Campbell is a senior change and transformational expert, and you can reach her at uh, jennifercampbell.com. That's jennifercampbell.com. Jennifer, uh, you, you work with uh, Hewlett Packard. Uh, you have worked with them, Ford Motor Company, some very large mm -hmm. corporations. I would think you're dealing with culture when we're talking about this rule number two to share the space. Yes. You know, yes. there's a lot of culture in the corporate culture in there. How do you break the bounds of that, you know, in, in when you go into an organization like that? You know, the old culture yeah. and the new culture, right? <laughs> yes, yes. And culture change is, I used to say, and again, I used to say, that culture change on average takes seven years or even longer. Oh, wow. But um, I recently changed my mind about that. Is actually possible to do it much quicker. And that has to do with both rules number one and two, but also the third one that I'll go into in just a second. But it has to do with as soon as you make these shifts and there's awareness in the entire organization of what's working and what's not working, then people are willing and able to make the shift. That's good. But you need to get to rule number two, where there's space for people to express themselves and to get out of those old um, thoughts of, oh, this is my boss. I can't see that right now. It's not safe to do so, that. So as a systems expert, is that what you do? You, you come in and look at the systems and, and uh, create a system for people to actually be able to share the space, right? Yeah, so I have many ways of working with leaders and entire organizations and the people in it to facilitate these processes. Because if you're not used to them, then it's going to be new. Um, it can be a bit scary um, if you're trying something new. But actually, when um, you experience it, you understand, wow, there's so much wisdom, there's so much knowledge, there's so much capability in my organization. For example, if you're a leader, I hadn't seen that before. And um, this is what I find so fascinating to work with leaders also, is they get access to a whole world of solutions that they didn't see before because they never looked at their own organization that way. 
That's they never work with it that way. That's good. Okay, well, listen, I got to get you on to rule number three because we're going to, I don't want to yes. run out of time with you here. Let's, let's go I there. Our audience is waiting for that, so go for it. So the first one is about seeing your organization differently. The second one is about shaping your leadership differently by sharing the space. And the third one is about changing differently. And that rule is called shape the shift. And it means that you no longer want to put a change into an A to B project. Now, why? It's the old way of changing and it's not working. A to B is a straight line. And as you know, life doesn't work in a straight line. But problems are also way too complex. Imagine a, a, a spider web. And most problems, even those that are not intensely complex, but complex problems look like a spider web. As soon as you pull one thread, the entire higher web shakes. And so if you're trying to, to make it flat and make it a straight line, it just doesn't work. And there's so many organizations who buy straight line A to B solutions and then they invested heavily and they know that it doesn't work. So why, what do you need to do then? What does work? And what works is that you let change emerge. So you're not controlling change in a project and steering towards it. That's the old way of doing it. But what you do is you work on your organizational capability of dealing with change all the time. I love and that. So, and that means, what does that mean? That means that you let your employees regardless of which role they have, open up their creativity and tap your own creativity and look at your day-to-day processes, work, how you serve your customers, and constantly ask the questions. How can we improve here? What is the customer wanting now? What's different from yesterday? And um, by building this change and innovation muscle, your organization will then have the space to let changes emerge. And people in your organization will find each other and rally around certain changes that the majority will then notice and think, okay, we got to do something about that. I love that, Jennifer. Jennifer, I'm, I'm out of time in this segment. Um, thank <laughs> you so much for sharing this. Listen, um, if people want to get a hold of you, they can go to jennifercampbell.com. That's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L.com. Jennifercampbell.com. Jennifer, any uh, just a 15-second uh, uh, thought uh, before as we close up here? Well, I would like to invite all leaders who are listening to join me in my masterclass, jennifercampbell.com forward slash masterclass, and to change all organizations to a healthier and stronger workplace, one system at a time. And thank you so much for listening. 
Amen to that. And if you uh, would like to find out more about Voices of Courage, uh, those of you that are tuned in right now, you can go to voicesofcourage.us, voicesofcourage.us, where you can find all of our shows to replay, including Jennifer Campbell's show, if you'd like to listen this time and time again. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you having you on this show. And coming up next, we're going to find out about how to increase your image as a business consultant or, or entrepreneur or owner and take your business image to a completely new level. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Attention business owners, the feeling of being overwhelmed, stressed out, and facing difficult business challenges goes hand in hand with being an entrepreneur. But there are solutions, and it's time to explore the possibilities. You work hard as an entrepreneur. Give yourself the break you deserve. Ken D. Foster is the business coach for you. Ken has over 21 years of experience with leaders just like you, who trust to share what is truly going on in their business and that thing called life. You're invited to set up a free confidential consultation with Ken. His wisdom, guided methods, and unique strategies will bring you to new heights and breakthrough obstacles. Visit KenDFoster.com to set up your free confidential consultation. It's time to achieve your dreams because you deserve a successful business and a balanced, happy life. Sound great? Find out how to make this happen. Visit KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. Would you like to help someone in need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields, equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at starsofcourage.org. That's starsofcourage.org. We're back with Voices of Courage. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Welcome back to Voices of Courage. Today, our show is called The Courage to Revolutionize Your Leadership. And I have in studio with me a leader, an entrepreneur, and one of the top photographers in San Diego, and uh, her name is Ann Landstrom. Ann is um, very experienced in helping people understand their brand, understand what it takes to make yourself shine on, on, in, on photographs. And I want to say that, you know, today in today's marketplace, uh, if you're a business, the first, people, uh, the first place that people go to look for you is on the Internet. And if your Facebook page, if you're... A business uh, website. If you don't shine and your uh, images aren't right, I guarantee you they won't even pick up the phone. Is that right, Ann? I think so. If you have a, a selfie of yourself uh, as your main picture uh, representing your business or a picture in the kitchen that your kid took of you, <laughs> I think uh, they're going to scroll to the next business and, and see that okay, this person might not be so serious about their brand. 
Well, I, I know they do. And I, I know, me personally, I do. I uh, I have an organization that um, is actually one of our sponsors, Women's Wisdom, mm-hmm. womenswisdom.net, I'll mention that. Yes. Um, so uh, when I um, uh, help them to find speakers, you know, uh, I will look at the at their websites and I, I can't tell you how many speakers that I just turned down because they are not, they do not look like they know what they're doing. Yeah. And and I could be totally wrong. They could be the most powerful speaker in the planet, but they don't know what they're doing. Right. And how'd you get into uh, the photography business? I know you're a mom, you've been a stay-at-home mom for a while. and but uh, It goes back actually to my dad. Uh, I was... I was a housewife, and I uh, was home um, raising my children, and uh, I've always been into the arts and painting and so forth. So I was going taking classes, painting at the college, and he's, he goes, well, you always send home such a great photographs. Why don't you take a photography class, and maybe you can have a career and make some money, like a dad would say. So I did, and I took the Photography 101 and just fell in love with it, and uh, that's how it all started, and just uh, ended up taking everything until I got my certificate, and then start working as a full time. Okay, well, listen, I've been to your site and photography.com, and uh, when I went to the site, I was wondering how it's going to be. It's probably one of the most beautiful sites of photography I've ever seen in my entire life, and I'm I'm not exaggerating. It's a phenomenal site. What Thanks. is it that motivates you to see? to make such beauty on your sites i don't I, how do you do this uh i think it's my passion it's my you know love i i even when i don't work i love to create in photography and it's not like a job for me yeah yeah so you're doing what you love yes absolutely yeah. okay good and what types of photography do you specialize in people it's all about people uh i do uh, corporate headshots, branding, portraits, families, boudoir, seniors, but it's all, all about people. I love the personal connection, photographing uh, people, yes. Okay. Well, listen, I'm I'm a product of the product here, right? You so are. <laughs> So I uh, you know, I came in studio and uh, you you did some pictures for me and I uh, showed them my daughters. They were like, wow, <laughs> yeah, which is, you know, my first level of uh, critique, right? Because if they don't like it, they're honest with me. They just say, Dad, I don't like this. But they loved it. Um, but, you know, when we were in studio, mm-hmm. what I noticed is that there seemed to be um, uh, a look that you wanted to catch. How, what is that you're looking for? Um, I think I could look for something in a person's eyes that kind of, see their shine, their spirit, their essence. And uh, sometimes it takes a little while to get there. But I think if somebody's a little nervous or they come in and say, I'm not photogenic, I've never had a good picture taken of me before. And then I know when I have the shot, when I see it, and then I show it in the back of the camera to them and they, I can see how they light up and they see themselves like, wow, is that me? And that's just really fulfilling for me to be able to capture a person that you know, their true essence. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, they say that uh, uh, the eyes are the window, the, the windows of the soul. Mm-hmm. And so are, are you looking at something in their eyes? I'm just curious because I love photography too. Mm-hmm. I like to, I like to be half as good as you, oh, as, literally. <laughs> um, but I don't know what I'm looking for exactly. I, when I, when I go behind the camera, it's almost like I transform into something else. And all I focus on is that person, like almost like we become one in a weird way. 
and uh, I just tried to get to their their soul in in when I'm taking the pictures. Yeah. So when I was in studio with you, I noticed that there were a lot of costumes. It looked like. Uh, and what what do you do that? What, it what is, is that for? Uh, studio wardrobe. I've been collecting it for a few years. My whole goal is that I can take anybody that's off the street into my studio space and transform them that like they look like they stepped out of a magazine. And um, I've done that numerous times. People have come in with nothing, and then I have a hair and makeup artist on staff, and we um, uh, do a try on with the clothing and everything until we get the perfect outfit, and then we do the photo shoot, and they look like they just stepped off the magazine cover. And and they do, because uh, I've seen that. I don't know if you've got a couple of those pictures in yeah. studio still that we could maybe show the Facebook Live group. Um, unfortunately, if you're just listening to the radio, you can't, but uh, you can go to anphotography.com and you can see the photos that she's showing right now on Facebook Live. So why don't we just show them uh, two or three of those and... Um, uh, you know, the one I really like was the one that, or the woman that's, uh, dancing in front of the palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that is just, uh, um, a really beautiful shot. So again, you can see it at anphotography.com and, uh, let's show them a couple other ones. Alrighty. Um, what, what is this one that you're showing this right is, now? Uh, a three generation. This uh, is Rita. She is a great client of mine uh-huh. and, uh, she is here with her, um, uh, daughters and uh, granddaughters. Oh wow! And, okay, yeah, I get yeah. that. Okay, so three three generations. That's yeah. yeah. Okay, yes. beautiful. And, and um, one more here. One more. I do a lot of boudoir. This is a bride to be that came in and did a little boudoir uh, uh-huh. for her fiance. Oh wow! So okay. I do a lot of that as well. Very good. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Well, if you're listening and uh, you want a boudoir picture of your uh, of your lady, I know where to send them. Yeah. <laughs> and photography.com. Absolutely. So let, let me talk to you. Let me switch gears a little mm-hmm. bit. Let me talk to you about business. Um, okay. So you had mentioned something about you help businesses with branding or, or their, their, their image. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yes. Can you talk to me about a little bit about what you do there? Uh, I will go to their business, uh, or they will come to me first for a consultation, and then we will discuss what they need, how they uh, want to present their business online, and then I would know what to go, where to go for next. If they need pictures of their employees, their products, their uh, office business, and then we make a plan and customize it to their needs. Wow. Okay. So that's that's a lot. How long have you been doing that? <laughs> uh, not very long. Actually, I started that last, last six months or so. But it's, uh-huh. yeah, it's starting to become pretty popular. People are starting to realize that it's very important to have a good online presence. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So listen, I'm, I want to get personal with you for a while because I know okay. you have a um, a story mm-hmm. uh, when you know when you went through a, a pretty tough time in your life. Yes. And you were basically living at friends' homes, mm-hmm. and now you have this uh, uh, this new mission to help women that uh, are going through similar times. Can we talk about that and tell yes. me your story and why you're why you're inspired about this? Uh, well. I went through a pretty rough divorce and actually ended up homeless with my son at the time I was six years old. Um, and my, I had my photography background. I just hadn't, I wasn't working at the time as a full-time photographer because I was home raising my son, my youngest son. And uh, um, it, it, you get to a place where you're very down and out and you lose hope and you can only 
some people stay there, but I decided, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be a victim here. I'm gonna take this and make something out of it. So I figured, uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And once you climb up that ladder uh, and and uh, work towards your goals and talk about goals and dreams, I wanted to read something. Ken gave me this book that he has written, and I opened it up. It's called Release, Renew, Evolve, and this is the sort of my my uh, what I've been following is uh, what he wrote here. Courage and grace walk hand in hand with strength and faith. Every day, tell yourself, I can, I will, I must accomplish my dreams. And some days, those dreams will come through. And that's exactly what I've been doing. I've been trying to get to the next level, next level, next level. And uh, go. your fears that you have, is it's a whole new door. Once you pass through those fears, the whole new door opens. It does, and that's inspiring for uh, women that you're working with right now, and and I know that they're going to benefit a lot working from you, because you know there's that piece of self-esteem, and I think when people see themselves in a different light, mm-hmm. um, you know they they can they can shine in different ways, right? Yeah. yeah. And also when you're together with other people that's gone through the same thing, they see there is hope. You give each other uh, encouragement. And uh, this uh, new uh, project that I'm working on is I call it the I Shine Project, uh-huh. which uh, popped up. I wanted to help and really give back somehow. And I relate to obviously being in a domestic kind of bad situation and wanted to help giving back through women that's been in that situation and raising money to be able to photograph these women. And through this process, I can see how it brings back the self-esteem because you don't feel very good when you've been there. You're broken right. and, and your beauty and feeling good about yourself is the furthest away from your thoughts. And this is actually, you know, they get to come in, be pampered and uh, have some champagne. We do hair and makeup. Um, I put on music, we dance, we photograph and just to be able to bring that fun and, and, uh, you know, and then when they see on the back of the camera, it's like, oh my gosh, it's just reminds and brings back the person that they forgot and lost. That's awesome. Well, you know, I, I looked on your website and it says, I promise to give you an experience that awakens your true beauty. Your photography will change how you see yourself. I really love that. And I think that speaks really highly of you, that uh, you're helping people to really see their inner beauty Mm -hmm. and be able to express it in ways that um, not only makes them feel better about themselves, but uh, attracts other people to their businesses, um, you know, connects families in, in ways that, you know, that beautiful picture you have with all the seven generations or the three generations. Um, yeah, it, it, it makes a difference, Anne. So I appreciate you being here. I appreciate Thank you, you for having me. everything you're doing. Again, let's uh, tell them how to get a hold of you. It's anneannphotography.com. I'm in Carlsbad Village. Um, my number is 760-610-6263. Okay. So if you want uh, the best images that I've ever seen and you want one of those for yourself, <laughs> you in it, smiling, yeah. I encourage you to go see Ann. Come and see me. Come and see Ann. I hope you'll come back to our show too. Yes, love to. Okay. Thank you, Ken. All righty. So listen, we're going to be coming right back. 
And again, we're talking the courage to revolutionize your leadership and um, talking to you a little bit about some topics that will actually help you manifest more wealth. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Attention business owners. The feeling of being overwhelmed, stressed out, and facing difficult business challenges goes hand in hand with being an entrepreneur. But there are solutions, and it's time to explore the possibilities. You work hard as an entrepreneur. Give yourself the break you deserve. Ken D. Foster is the business coach for you. Ken has over 21 years of experience with leaders just like you, who trust to share what is truly going on in their business and that thing called life. You're invited to set up a free confidential consultation with Ken. His wisdom, guided methods, and unique strategies will bring you to new heights and breakthrough obstacles. Visit KenDFoster.com to set up your free confidential consultation. It's time to achieve your dreams because you deserve a successful business and a balanced, happy life. Sound great? Find out how to make this happen. Visit KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. Would you like to help someone in need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at starsofcourage.org. That's starsofcourage.org. We're back with Voices of Courage. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Welcome back. Talking about the courage to revolutionize leadership. Today can be the day that your life changes in so many ways. Our guests today have really helped us to understand some of the intricacies of being a leader from the hard facts that we need to do as as a leader and also some of the soft skills that we need to do to take care of ourselves and to open up our, our own inner beauty to be able to take our lives to a new level. So I hope you appreciate that. And in this segment, what I want to do is I want to talk to you a little bit about creating wealth in your own life. And I've written a book. It's called The Courage to Change Everything, Daily Strategies, and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. Now, I know you've heard me talk about this book a few times. Today, I have a message from day 63 of this book. Some people ask me, why do I write this book? I wrote this book because of my family and because of my clients. But you know, it's kind of funny, funny about uh, books. And I, this is what I found. Uh, this is my seventh one, is that we don't really write books. Books write us. And we think that we're about done with our book, and then there's something else coming along. There's a new chapter coming in. And this has happened for me for six years with this book. <laughs> it's been a long process. But I've wanted to bring in something that would motivate, and in, in more than motivate, inspire greatness in the reader. That when they were able to, every day, for 365 days, infuse their minds with some 
principles of success with wisdom from the sages of our, our planet and then be able to ask some powerful questions to drive them into the direction of their dreams and then help them with daily actions. If you know, I figured if somebody could do that every single day, that would, that would create change in them. So that's what the book's about. I'd like to read uh, to you a little piece from day 63. And I start with a quote. Courage and teamwork go hand in hand. Do you have the courage to fit in and do what it takes for the team to be successful? So I want you to ponder that. And then I have a little message about teamwork. Teamwork is a sign of a successful entrepreneur. A highly effective team is a sign that the leader has built positive relationships and has a positive attitude. Believe it or not, a powerful team starts in the leader's mind. Have you ever noticed how others seem to take on your mood? If you are having a crummy day, it may seem that others are having a crummy day too. If you talk about how bad your day is, you may find others commiserating with you, commiserating. And since you now have social proof that it's a bad day, you may spend the rest of your day feeling down or stressed out. Research has shown that whoever is most certain about their state of mind will move others into that state. In other words, if you make up your mind that no one and nothing will upset you, this attitude will sway others to move towards your attitude. In the same way that a supercomputer will outperform a system running MS-DOS, as you progress through this book, which I just told you about, you will watch your power unfold. Today ask, who will become, or excuse me, who will I become and what qualities will I portray to my team to be a completely new level of excellence? What can I improve upon that will fully empower my team members? And how can my team and I get better and better? Then the actions, take some time to contemplate how you're showing up for your team. Are you showing up with a positive attitude? Are you showing up empowering your teammates by asking powerful questions or jumping to conclusions and being the know-it-all with poor attitude? Okay, this is the inner game of business. And I have found in my life that the inner game of business and working with hundreds of clients, the inner game of business is really the whole business. Because <laughs> if you're not in a place where you can open up your own creativity and open up the creativity of your team members, the chances of your business succeeding is very low. And of course, if you're a person that is a solo entrepreneur, and we got a lot of solo entrepreneurs, and that's great. But in today's marketplace, solo entrepreneurs have a team because they outsource everything. You know, I've outsourced my photography to my uh, my studio guest and photography, okay, and Landstrom. I've outsourced my website. I've outsourced my uh, my nonprofit. I've outsourced my my copywriting, I've outsourced my Facebook posting, I've outsourced my podcasting, I outsource everything and I'm a solo entrepreneur. But listen, I've got one of the best teams around 
because what I do is I'm always in a positive state with my team members. Even when they're down, I'm up for them. And when I'm down, I have other people that are up for me. We're all connected here. Everything needs to connect with one another. And I think there's there's a message here, right? Again, I don't want to be preachy with you because sometimes I am because I get so passionate about what I'm talking about. But the message is this. If the game, if it's an inner game of business, and that's what creates most success, and I can, there's a lot of social proof around that. I bring on this show time and time again, week in and week out. <clears throat> Very successful entrepreneurs, multimillionaires, people that have taken their business, their life, their health, their vitality, everything to a very high level. All of them, all of them to the last one, tell me the same thing. It all starts in the mind. So the mind is the cause of our bondage and the mind is the cause of our liberation. So where does it start? It starts in your mind. It starts with your attitude, right? Okay. Don't want to preach, but I I just, I'm passionate about that message. So the message is this for you. What would have to happen for you to have a more powerful mind? Well, I was driving the studio today and I thought about it and I thought, you know, what creates brilliance is is peace. When we're in a place of peace, we get insights, our intuition kicks in. You might be asking a powerful question, all of a sudden, bam, you get it. You ever get the question, you know, your your answer to something when you're like swimming in a pool or taking a shower or just being still? You know, the questions come to us, right? So I thought, well, what could we practice this week so that myself, I'm going to practice it, and all my all my clients could get the, on the show could get the same experience. And I thought of this: let's practice the presence of peace. Practice the presence of peace. What does that mean? <clears throat> well, that means that we start to um, we start to embrace and feel it in our bodies. So even at this moment, if you're not driving your car, you could take a deep breath in. You could tense your body up and you could double exhale out a couple, three times. You could do that a couple times. And then just go to, after you do that two or three times, you will feel a sense of peace in your body. Okay, That's the first sense that you've created peace, right? And then you can start to ask yourself this week, what can I do to create more peace in my life? If you will do that consistently and start to make it a success habit, I'm practicing the presence of peace. My thoughts are peaceful. I'm not thinking chaotic thought. I'm not going to restless thoughts. I'm not going to mean or angry thoughts. I'm going to, since your mind is the, is, the, uh, is, the, is the powerhouse that controls everything, and you control your mind, you're the soul, the spirit that controls this mind, then why not control it with thoughts of peace this week? I hope you'll take me up on that. I hope you'll go to my website, the courage to change everything.com and pre-order the book now, the courage to change everything.com. And also, if you're a fan of ours, I hope you'll uh, give us some likes on Facebook and iTunes and let us know you're out there. You know, let me know what subjects you'd like me to talk about. Let me know how this is working for you, this show. And please tell your guests and your friends about us. You know, all of us, we've got to rise up above our challenges, ascend our thinking change our conversations, and expand our courage. By surrendering to what I call the force for good or the force for peace or the force of God within us and find our passion, 
we will never, never, never give up. And that's what it takes to create success in all areas of our life. All righty. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Again, you can find the downloads at voicesofcourage.us, voicesofcourage.us. And until next time, live courageously and see the unseeable. Know the unknowable and do the impossible. Thanks for joining us for Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. Be sure to join us next Sunday at 10 a.m. as Ken brings more stories of courage that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. This has been Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Well,